Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
Today is Wednesday, September 4, 2019, the one-year anniversary of Roland Martin Unfiltered. Coming up on today's show, we're continuing our coverage of Hurricane Dorian's damage in the Bahamas. We'll tell you how you can assist our folks there in the Bahamas. In Illinois, all charges have been dropped against former Congressman Aaron Schock, a white Republican who got caught with his hands in the piggy bank. So why did black Democrat Jesse Jackson Jr. and his wife go to jail for a similar crime? Hmm. In South Africa, 118 Nigerians have been killed, 13 of them by South African police. The people are calling for an end to the violence there. Also empowering young people to take control the social and economic futures. We'll break that down. Another crazy-ass white woman gets payback from her neighbors complaining about barbecue because she's vegan. Also, a memoriam to music producer LaShawn Daniels, who died today, and R. Kelly. His trial has been set for April 2020, and he is no longer in solitary confinement. Yippee! It's time to bring the funk on Roller Martin Unfiltered. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the fine. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling. Folks in the Bahamas still affected by Hurricane Dorian. Massive flooding taking place all across the Bahamas there as they try to recover from a devastating hurricane. This morning on the Tom Jordan Morning Show, I talked with Minister Dwayne Sands, who is the Minister of Health, about what is happening there and what is needed going forward. This is what he had to say. Another prime minister yesterday uh, took a reconnaissance mission. Uh, man, um, one of your islands, uh, just massive damage. Uh, homes flattened, roofs torn off. I know uh, in Freeport, I saw a video. Uh, someone, a friend of mine who's a lawyer in Miami, she sent me a video of the airport terminal there, just decimated as well. Just can you give our listeners just an understanding of how the Bahamas has been impacted by this hurricane? Well, good morning and thank you. We, I was privileged to join the Prime Minister on that reconnaissance mission, uh, which was provided to us by the United States of America and their Coast Guard. We flew over Abaco, and indeed, there are some places that are so devastated, it can only be accurately described as almost apocalyptic. The rules torn off, Buildings reduced to splitters. It is obvious that there has been just historic devastation. Now, there are some areas where the wind damage is not as severe, but there's tremendous flooding. There's a challenge with access to the main population center because of flooding and damage to the airport. But we were able to evacuate a number of injured persons over the last two days, and a major influx of security personnel, medical personnel, and humanitarian relief will be dropped into Marsh Harbor and the rest of Abaco today.
for, for our listeners, also I want you to understand that uh, landlines are uh, also down there in the Bahamas. And so uh, both uh, our guests are on cell phone. Folks also using WhatsApp and other devices to be able to communicate. Uh, Minister Sands, that's also an issue there. And so uh, being able to reach people, being able to communicate with people uh, is also a problem. Well, you know, fortunately, um, you know, the Bahamas is a, an, an archipelago, a string of islands. And while this has been devastating for Grand Bahama and Abaco, the rest of the Bahamas has been relatively unscathed. Yes, we've had some flooding and wind elsewhere in the Bahamas, but the center of commerce remains uh, open. Uh, people are uh, preparing a disaster relief program from the other islands. And so, yes, landlines are out in Abaco and Grand Bahama, but surprisingly, some of the uh, cellular towers remain functional, and we've been able to hear from loved ones and colleagues, even in Abaco, Freeport, and the rest of Grand Palm. There, there are a lot of people, obviously, who want to help uh, because of past issues. There are people who don't necessarily want to give to the Red Cross. Uh, is there an official uh, relief set up by uh, by the Bahamian government? I know, like in Houston, we see this in other places where the mayor has set up something where it's direct to the people. Anything like that? Has it already been established? Yes, we have. We have established uh, NEMA which is our National Emergency uh, Relief Agency. Uh, anybody interested can go to the BahamasGovernment.org uh, or just go into the Bahamas Government on any web browser. It will then direct you to uh, the method of donating, which is officially sanctioned and which is safe. So we would appreciate any assistance uh, from our brothers and sisters around the world, but most particularly in the United States of America. Certainly prayers and support go to all the folks there in the Bahamas. Uh, those are our people who are affected. And so uh, as we continue to uh, survey the damage, uh, hopefully uh, we will not see that death toll rise uh, even higher. Uh, so, gentlemen, we appreciate it. Thank you, thank you so very much. Thank, thank you, and have a great day. All right. Also, I talked to Bishop uh, Neil Ellis, who was also on the call this morning. All right, folks. Now, if you want to help the folks in the Bahamas, you can go uh, globalgiving.com has established a fund to provide emergency supplies and long-term assistance to help rebuild. Now, Chef Jose Andres and a relief team from World Central Kitchen, they've arrived in the Bahamas to set up kitchens in the affected places. Their address is wck.org, wck.org. Now, of course, um, uh, they have been on the ground uh, for quite some time. He's actually uh, posted a number of videos as well uh, from there of the work they were doing. Now, uh, this here is a photo that he posted. Uh, go to my iPad, please, uh, of uh, supplies coming in, food coming in uh, via helicopter there to the Bahamas. Uh, he posted this uh, about uh, an hour ago. I'm also going to go here on his page uh, for some uh, other uh, and here's a, a video here uh, of uh, one of their folks who helped out there in Puerto Rico. Uh, go ahead and go, pull us up, please. Central Kitchen, and we're here in the Bahamas cooking meals for those affected by the hurricane Dorian. Uh, we have already sent thousands of hot meals and thousands of sandwiches out, and we're still working uh, to make as many meals as we can so we can feed a lot of people. Keep posted for more updates. 
Uh, and again, uh, they are doing an amazing job. They're providing uh, food and support to the folks there uh, and uh, who are impacted. Now, he also was live streaming earlier, uh, talking about uh, they were on their way to uh, Abaco. Go to my iPad, please, for that video. Close to 2,000 sandwiches again. Later on, we'll bring water. And we're going to be bringing uh, close to 3,000 hot meals. We're going to deliver in Abaco, and we're going to be able uh, to go to the hospital, hopefully, to take care of that. And we're going to keep cleaning the kitchen at the Abaco Hotel that we're going to use as our first kitchen in the islands. Bye. All right, folks, uh, also, um, I'm also on a, um, a text chain on WhatsApp with the folks uh, who are providing uh, support here in the United States. I'm going to read those in a second. Team Rubicon is a group of military veterans providing disaster relief in affected areas. Their website is rubiconusa.org, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-U-S-A.O-R-G. Grand Bahamas Disaster Relief, set up by the Port Authority, offers suggestions on where to drop off supplies and how to help on their website. Uh, you can go to gbddisasterrelief.org slash donate. That's gbd. Uh, uh, disasterrelief.org backslash donate. And finally, Charity Navigator offers an even more expansive list of reputable charities working in the Bahamas. Just simply go to charitynavigator.org charitynavigator.org uh, Also, you have uh, folks uh, here in the United States who are also uh, doing some work. Uh, they've got uh, one of the emails that I'm reading here. They've got one group has uh, 250 medical volunteers, 11 doctors, 35 EMTs, 37 nurses, and a host of other first responders uh, who are ready to go to the Bahamas uh, at, the, at uh, the jump of a hat. Also, um, I'm reading here the, uh, let's see here. Uh, the IDB Staff Association will match up to $50,000 funds raised and deposited to the IDB Credit Union, a special hurricane fund. Uh, they're raising funds there. And so, again, uh, there are a number of people who are working out of the uh, D.C. Embassy uh, for the Bahamas as well. And so we're going to have the information for you. Just look at our social media pages. So we'll put all this sort of stuff out so you know exactly where you can give uh, and where your resources can be best used for what's happening uh, there in the Bahamas. All right, folks, got to go to a break. We come back. We're going to talk about uh, a strange case out of Illinois where a uh, former congressman, white Republican, gets a sweetheart plea deal from U.S. attorneys for using misusing his own campaign funds. So how is it that he doesn't go to jail, but Jesse Jackson Jr., a black Democrat, and his wife, his former wife, his then-wife, both went to jail for the same crime? Hmm. That's next. Roller Martin Unfiltered. Back in a moment. You want to check out Roller Martin Unfiltered? YouTube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. It's Roland Martin Unfiltered. See that name right there? Roland Martin Unfiltered. Like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. And don't forget to turn on your notifications so when we go live, you'll know it. 
All right, this Friday, if you're in the Atlanta area, you do not want to miss uh, the Ride Money in Motion Conference at the Lauder Milk Center. I'll be moderating a panel about access and ownership sponsored by Bonji, the only African-American-owned publicly traded cannabis organization in the world. I'll be on that panel with Matthew Knowles, Bonita Money, Ryan Mack, and the whole Bonji family. I'll be front and center discussing entry into, into, into the multi-billion dollar and growing cannabis industry and how you can become a distributor, shareholder, or cannabis landlord. If you're interested in making money in this booming industry, again, $340 billion worldwide, you don't want to miss this uh, uh, day-long symposium. Our panel, my panel, begin at 2:30. But for a full list of other panels, activations, and tickets, please visit ride.rollingout.com. That's ride.rollingout.com. And so we're looking forward to that. All right, folks, let's talk about uh, this story out of Illinois. It's pretty interesting. So Aaron Shock. A uh, member of Congress, um, from a uh, rising member uh, from Illinois, Republican, he uh, got busted because he was using his office for the per he was actually using campaign funds to redecorate his office in the theme of Downton Abbey. Don't ask me; I have no idea. Okay, but today he was officially cleared of criminal charges alleging he used his campaign funds for private purposes. This comes six months after he struck a rare deal with prosecutors completing what is known as a deferred prosecution. Now, federal prosecutors in Chicago dropped all charges against Shock after he completed a, probos, a pro, 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 probationary period. I'm, see, I'm just so stunned by it. Y'all, a probationary period where he stayed out of trouble and paid back 68 grand to his congressional campaign funds that he used for personal expenses. He's also required to work out a plan to pay back taxes to the IRS. Okay. Here's why this is strange. Remember Jesse Jackson Jr., congressman, Illinois, black, Democrat, accused of using campaign funds for personal use? He went to prison. His wife, who's campaign manager, they say, well, she, she knew about it as well. She went to prison. So what's the difference here? Let's talk about it with our panel here. Of course, we have uh, my far left, Michael Brown, former uh, uh, finance committee member of the DNC. Uh, again, I just, I'm, I'm just still trying to explain. He's vice chair, of course, DNC finance committee. <laughs> also, Monique Presley, legal analyst and crisis manager. And we have uh, A. Scott Bolden, former chair, National Bar Association, political action committee. Uh, I want to go no, first. No, you're not going Please first. Please let me go first. First of all, you're not going first. I haven't seen you in uh, weeks. No, no, I want to no, go first. No, you're not going first, because I'm going to go first to uh, some Somebody who uh -oh. My, uh, no. uh oh don't do it no I'm going Let's to Michael start. Michael oh. you, you know no I'm going to Michael no I'm going to Michael I'm not dealing with you first <laughs> no I'm going to Michael I'm going I'm, he, I'm, he just is good no I just or bad no I just had it right here now Michael you you had to deal with these issues of U.S. attorneys Absolutely. when you went to federal prison same one as Jesse okay same same one as con former Congressman Jackson yeah. Jr. It, is this weird that this guy, that if you look at these two cases, accused of the exact same crime, Shock was hit with 12 charges, Jackson hit with 16 charges, he gets probationary deal, and hey, no sweat, you just pay the money back, you ain't gotta go to jail, all charges dropped. I thought you were gonna let me recuse myself from this, <laughs> from this subject. Um, nope, you can't. <laughs> you know, you should, in, but, in, but in, the, in, the, in these cases, in particular, uh, with members of Congress, something like that usually goes to the Ethics Committee to be to be remedied. 
In this case, obviously it didn't. It went to the Justice Department and it was referred to the Justice Department. We know what happened here. With this gentleman, um, you know, clearly he has a favorable Justice Department that uh, chose to work with him. I'm doing the best <laughs> I can. No, but, 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 the, but the reason this is, this is strange, Monique, is that, first of all, under Congressman Jackson, <laughs> took place during the Obama administration. This is so loaded up here right now. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. This is abominable. This is so <laughs> you are doing to your panel right now. <laughs> it's like we're having three conversations and my, none of them my, is I'm what's coming out of my mouth. Thank you. Me. I'm speaking for you. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, no. The deal no that he got oh. is not strange. Mm. <laughs> the deal that he got... He meaning shock. Meaning shock. Okay. Is not a problem for me. I get that what he got, others did not get. And sometimes, as Scott and I were talking about, the justice system does this in this case and that in that case. On a high-profile matter like this, One shot? thing that matters is... That's rare. D.C. was the jurisdiction for the Jackson matter, and Shock was at home. Maybe the Jackson matter would have turned out differently if that were the case. And then there's also the obvious if it wasn't a black man in America. I mean, Jack okay, first of all, hold on. I'm Here's going the deal. To no, no, for all the folks again. <laughs> so Shock gets this probationary period, all right? Junior, Jesse Jackson Jr. got 30 months. His wife got 12 months. Okay, uh, they were acute. Okay, so Jackson, they said, spent seven hundred fifty grand. They say this this guy spent sixty eight thousand dollars. So what is it? The amount of money? What? But but it's campaign funds. Okay, That's so a factor. hold on, go ahead. The amount is taken into consideration. Whether the person who's accused is cooperating or not is taken into consideration. Whether there are mitigating circumstances, which um, in the Jackson matter there were, but I don't I don't know to what extent that prevailed, that's taken into consideration. Um, if the government, and especially in D.C., it's like this, feels like there's games being played and the matter is being kind of not taken seriously, um, <laughs> then... It's gonna be up to it me. Can, Just then finish it up. can go another way. Um, <laughs> but what the justice system is supposed to do is not use punishment to set an example. When you have first-time offenders, even if they are public servants. And as Mike said, some of these things end up being handled in committee, and we don't even know about how many people are charged with things that relate to this. It's not strange, for instance, to be able to negotiate paying back taxes. That's not odd. Right. It's not, you know, there, in a there deferred are prosecution. But, but Scott, here's what's... In a deferred prosecution. Scott, Scott, wait, Scott, wait. But his also was interesting. His also was interesting. First of all, the federal judge ruled today. Uh, took a few minutes. Shock wasn't required to even be there. Exactly. He had the crib. Exactly. <laughs> so, so here, here's the deal. I mean, like, the audience. like, damn. So, so what he pled to <laughs> wasn't a felony. It was a misdemeanor. And in several jurisdictions, especially on federal law, if you're going to plead to a misdemeanor, you have a proceed, you don't have to show up in court. In his deferred prosecution agreement, this is shock, he admitted overbilling and, and, and selling tickets and paying base price. He admitted to not paying 
the so what uh, it did IRS. Was, was mileage reimbursement. Mileage reimbursement. Uh, use the money for interior decorating. Right. A charter plane flight to Chicago Bears games, and also the reselling of sports tickets for profit. He, he admitted it. So they still gave him a deferred prosecution. Now, I granted, jurisdictionally, and he let they, they moved it to Chicago because the judge in D.C. had a conflict or improper contact with the federal prosecutors here, but why do you move it all the way to his home jurisdiction? You could move it to Virginia, i.e. Manafort, or you could move it to to uh, to Maryland. Right. But I mean, here's the, the thing deal. about the Jackson case, Shock, though. Shock admitted. This is for the Chicago Sun Times. Read Shock it. I love this. It's right there. Although he admitted to the above accusations, Shock did not plead guilty to any criminal offenses. This is what Shock said in March after the agreement was approved. Quote: "There's a difference between mistakes and crimes." Right. And his committee, the campaign committee, which is key here, they pled guilty to a misdemeanor or a felony. So whatever they were doing, he blamed somebody. And, and, and George Terwilliger, his very fine defense counsel, convinced them that the company, the campaign finance committee, would take a hit and he'd get this deferred prosecution. But what makes it worse, despite the competing jurisdictions and governor, uh, U.S. attorney's offices, is this. Jesse Jackson Jr. had mental health challenges during the period of the time he allegedly committed, well, he pled guilty, he committed these crimes, and that played no factor. Shock was, had all his faculties, and Jesse Jackson Jr. didn't have all his faculties and still got 30 months. And his wife, who is the first uh, crime she ever committed, tax evasion or failure to pay failure to pay taxes first offense they could do that civilly they did that criminally she got 12 months which means she had to do 12 months if they gave her 12 months in a day she could do 80 percent of it now granted that was in dc the other one's in chicago shocks in chicago if you ever get in trouble ladies and gentlemen <laughs> go to chicago no if you ever get in trouble be a white republican and go to uh, Chicago. And go to Chicago. Well, Jesse Smollett, though, at the state level, he walked too on one of these deferred prosecution but, but, deals. But, but, but again, though, I mean, look, when you, <laughs> if you want to compare things, the bottom line is this goes to this whole issue people raise that if you were a black politician, and you look at the uh, the number of years that William Jefferson got, uh, you look at the number of years that Kwame Kilpatrick got. Uh, there are just a number of cases folks bring up where you see where white politicians have committed crimes, have gotten uh, relatively few years, but then all of a sudden the book, the book, this kitchen sink and everything thrown at black politicians. Absolutely. Monique, you got something to say? Could look on your face. I'm just trying to understand. Well, it, it, listen, it makes... <laughs> I it, said Monique. My middle name is Monique. I said Monique. Okay. <laughs> Monique, Mike, y'all... There's no way I can agree with, disagree with what you're saying. Exactly. Scott is is incensed, but and and rightfully so. I'll, my only point was, my YouTube should, did say why is Scott's voice so high. But go ahead. We should. I was joking about my middle name being named. That's, that's what I said. Those oh. deals, <laughs> and that's why I said initially uh -huh. what he was offered really isn't the problem. The problem is that when one of ours is on the carpet for something. But, listen, 
our own community doesn't back up our own when we get called on the carpet for something. We we push on pedestals, and then there is a problem, and then we let people fall way, 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 way low, and we look at them like it's a spectator sport. And that's never going to make for the type of justice that a black man in America deserves, which is the same amount <coughs> of discretion, the same amount of understanding, the same amount of no criminal record, first chance, deferred adjudication, mental illness, whatever the case may be. But, but, but um, it starts with the discretion. You can't look down unless the prosecutor, federal or state, is giving discretion. And I guarantee you, Jesse Jackson Jr. or Michael Brown couldn't get that deal in D.C. or anywhere else. That's the injustice. If you're gonna give deals, you're giving deals. But give him a deal. Give me a deal. Give Roland a deal. That's really what we're talking about. And, and, and prosecutorial discretion varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, even though the U.S. Attorney's Office is all on the DOJ. Broad discretion. That's what we got to fix. That's why voting matters. That's why prosecutors matter, because you put prosecutors in, and that's why the president matters. Final comment? Well, some have said um, that the previous administration's Justice Department targeted many more people mm. of elected people of color mm -hmm. than the administration before that. You mean the Obama administration? Oh, did I say previous? Yes. Yes. Oh, I just want to make sure <laughs> we, we're talking about the same one. You couldn't get away with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was too quick. With uh -huh. it. Yes, that one. That That is what some folks have said. Overcompensation. Overcompensation. Mm -hmm. and, and to Monique's point, when she was saying, what, what, you know, the pedestal thing, watch them fall, that our folks don't do any lift up. Well, y'all know <laughs> all these just books. Say That's this. all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> you need to do more about this, Roland. Next topic. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my comment on it. I ain't never. We all got connections. I understand by three black lawyers scurred. I'm just trying to understand. I'm like, the show's called Unfiltered. They like, normally they just running there. Yak, yak, yak. And I was like, okay, next time. That's this one. All right. Monique. It's amazing how nobody want to talk about this subject. I wonder why. All right, y'all. Last week, there was a massive protest march in different parts of Johannesburg, South Africa, targeting foreign nationals. The crisis erupted as a result of the murder of a taxi operator alleged to have been killed by a Nigerian. Now, the president of South Africa has condemned the continuous killings of Nigerians in South Africa, warning it would no longer be condoned. So far, 118 Nigerians have been killed, 13 of them by South African police. I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's just crazy. Black-on-black -black crime. Okay, is there... Is there, is you, is there trying, you missed that you point? Trying, you trying to add to that? I was just trying to help. I was just trying to support the show. It's your one-year anniversary. I might No, you need to take a... I mean, matter of fact, remove, remove said, all caffeine. To add to that, Re you meant, all... like, because I'm about to commit a black-on-black -black crime, so I I'm just saying. Quick, <laughs> I, was like, I mean, I mean y'all might want to remove Scott's caffeine, because, I mean, like, you weighed extra as hell. I, do I need to call Erica? <laughs> Man, keep my wife's name out of I, I just mouth. understand. I'm do I need to call Erica? That's all I'm saying. Woo! All right, y'all. I'm gonna go to a break right now. We come back. We're gonna talk about black kids' uh, finances. We'll also deal, deal with the issue of the American Black Film Festival, uh, a new initiative taking place in London. And y'all know we got another crazy-ass white person. Some things change, some stay the same. Uh, this one, a vegan in Australia, pissed off because somebody was barbecuing next, next door. <laughs> Baby, just get a rib, call it a day. This is Roland Martin Unfiltered. Back in a moment. 
You want to support Roller Barge Unfiltered? Be sure to join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar that you give to us supports our daily digital show. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real as Roller Martin Unfiltered. Support the Roller Martin Unfiltered daily digital show by going to RollerMartinUnfiltered.com. Our goal is to get 20,000 of our fans contributing 50 bucks each for the whole year. You can make this possible. RollerMartinUnfiltered.com. Brother Gerald Albright. It's going to be one of the folks performing at the Life Luck Jazz Experience in Cabo November 7th through the 11th. I'll be broadcasting Roller Martin Unfiltered from there, of course, folks. It's going to be amazing, top-notch music in an upscale destination. It's a weekend-long event taking place at the Omnia Day Club in Los Cabos, which is nestled on the Sea of Cortez in the celebrity playground of Los Cabos, Mexico. And the Life Luck Jazz Experience, folks, is an ultimate getaway. You talk about amazing music, luxury accommodations, fine food, top shelf liquor. They say libations, but y'all don't know what the hell that means. Uh, and, of course, Scott don't, but he know that's just liquor. liquor that's just or liquor. It's liquor. liquor. Of course, golf, spy, <laughs> health, and wellness options, and a lot more, folks. There's going to be some of the big names uh, in jazz. On the second annual Life Loves Jazz Experience, uh, is also going to have uh, all sorts of different events, many, many concerts, including the Spirit of Jazz Gospel Brunch and the Jazz Sunset Cruise. Confirmed guests, comedian actor Mark Curry, as I said, Jill Albright, Alex Bunyong, Raul Madan, Incognito, Pieces of a Dream, Kirk Whalem, Average White Band, Donnie McClurkin, Shalea, Roy Ayers, Tom Brown, Ronnie Laws, and Ernest Quarles. As I said, I'll be broadcasting Roland Martin Unfiltered from there that Thursday and Friday, and so you get to also be a part of our show audience. If you want more information, go to lifeluxjazz.com, L-I-F-E-L-U-X-E-Jazz.com. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Love to see you there. Packages uh, begin at around $1,300. Go, uh, go up from there. And so we would love to see all of you there. Again, go to lifeluxjazz.com, L-I-F-E-L-U-X-E-Jazz.com. We're going to have a fantastic time, and I can't look forward to it. And it's sort of like a pre-birthday celebration for me. My birthday is November 14th. Be there November 7th through the 11th, so really looking forward to all of that. All right, folks, let's talk about uh, my good friends at American Black Film Festival. And, of course, every year we go to ABFF uh, doing all sorts of coverage from there. And But now uh, they are doing some new things, okay? And so uh, they're going to be now uh, doing um, an event taking place uh, in London. In the moment, we're going to be talking to Jeff Friday, of course, uh, who is the uh, founder of American Black Film Festival. And so we're going to chat with him in uh, just one second. Uh, but of course, you know, we, we, every year we're there at ABFF. This year we were there for the red carpet for the movie Shaft. Uh, last year it was, uh, of course, uh, the uh, remake uh, of uh, a film as well. What was the movie we did last year? 
first okay. one, either, not all Shaft was this year. Uh, it, was, it was a whole bunch of movies. Uh, the Superfly was last year. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we caught up with Rick Ross and so many other different people. And, of course, this year, also, you had uh, The Godfather, the documentary on Clarence Avon uh, via Netflix, talking to Reggie Hutland and others. And so, now, ABFF, they are going to London. Now, joining us right now is Jeff Friday. Jeff, what's up? What's up, brother? Uh, see me? Uh, I can see you. Good chatting with you. So, what's up with this London deal? Explain. Uh, you know, we've been trying to uh, spread the good gospel about black filmmakers from around the world. And I think that, you know, our power, when you look at what we've done in the United States, you know, really the next frontier for us was was connecting black people from throughout, throughout the diaspora. So uh, we kicked off this ABFF Global Film Series a few weeks ago. We got our first stop in London on, on September 27th. Really excited about that role. Uh, and when you talk about uh, going global, first of all, we're seeing all sorts of things happen all across the globe. You look at the films being made in Nigeria. Uh, you look at uh, what is now happening uh, with folks in other countries. When you look at, uh, again, uh, upstart filmmakers uh, who are really telling stories about people of color. Uh, and so this, I think, is uh, certainly something that is unique to be able to, to collaborate and connect with those uh, filmmakers in the African diaspora. Absolutely. You know, and we, we were trying to, you know, I, you know, you know my, my model is to always find partners, man. I, I think that, you know, I sometimes people criticize us and they say, well, you guys are only promoting black people and black imagery. But I think that we need that. You know, I, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed that yeah, what so we much. wake up to do every day professionally is promote black culture and the strength of black black community. Uh, really happy to have Sony. Sony Pictures is sponsoring this tour for us, man. I really got to give them a big shout out because... We can't do this without corporate support, and our model has a model has been, you know, make bring in big companies and promote uh, inclusion and diversity in entertainment uh, with partners like Sony and like HBO on the side of the film festival and things like that. So, man, listen, we we're gonna only get better when we unite. And and again, what's most important to me and Nicole and our company is that black people start to support each other, and uh, we're hoping that the ABFF series. Will be just one kind of one step in, in African people from around the globe working together and being more united economically and creatively. How does this also, also change the game, if you will? Because when you, when you talk about um, uh, what is happening with film, when you look at how all all of these companies all of a sudden have realized, oh my God, black people and black stories. When you look at the streaming services, how Netflix is really taking a page from what HBO did, what Fox did, in building their uh, following, frankly, around black content. You would think Amazon Prime Video will wake up and realize that, Hulu as well. But then also, when you look, again, Black Panther makes more than a billion dollars. Now they're planning a second one. I was reading a story the other day where they're planning uh, uh, another, com another company, I guess it's DC Comics, they're planning a black Batman. Uh, and so it's all of a sudden, you're going to have all kind of black superheroes uh, and but 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 the, the ability to be able to also go international, I think, is also key because that was the excuse that black folks we knew it was a lie, but the, but but the reality is you can't have the, the world two thirds people of color then somehow say oh these stories don't translate uh, across the pond. And, you know, and beyond that, you can't have every hip hop artist makes most of their money and does most of their touring outside the U.S. So you also can't have black jazz musicians in the '60s. And everywhere you travel outside the U.S., you see hip-hop fashion. And everything black and everything inspired by black culture <clears throat> travels outside the U.S. But Hollywood has tricked us, and they told us that 
black film and black culture doesn't travel in film entertainment. That's absolutely not true. You know, everywhere you go, they're watching Martin or they're watching other black, you know, they're, they're, they're watching um, Queen Latifah. What was, what was the show with Queen Latifah? Living Single? And li living Single. It's, I was in Africa. Living Single is popular in, in Africa. Living Single and young people in Paris talk about that show. Those are iconic classic shows there, too. So Hollywood has tricked us, Roland. They, this institution, this industry has told us we're not going to invest money in your films and your content. We're not going to pay you like we pay Brad Pitt and these other people because your stuff, your your culture doesn't travel. So we can't make as much money on it, so we got to keep you in this three million, $7 million box for a feature film. Absolutely not true. Black Panther proves it's not true, and everything else followed. Hidden Figures proves it's not true. Get Out proves it's not true. Us proves it's not true. So our series is about really, but we got to keep beating the drum. Like, we can't say Black Panther made a billion dollars and then stop, right? We got to have little successes and continued successes along the way. So this is really about getting black people in one place, black people throughout the diaspora in one place, and also proving that debunking this myth that our that our that our films culture, not our musical culture and our fashion culture, because they're still doing black fashion all over the world, that our that our film and television doesn't travel and doesn't play outside the globe. And that's where we're really going to be successful in this business. When we stop asking for permission, we just go do it. Well we've so. got we've got folks of course who watch Roller Martin Unfiltered uh, from the UK. We got fans there as well. And so uh, give give them again the information again where they can uh, uh, check out ABF there ABF at there in London. Yeah, so you can go to our website. Our website is abff.com, and there's a pop-up right when you get there that, te that takes you to the portal that you can get tickets to find out more about the... Uh, we're expecting 3,000 people for our first year in London, so abff.com, and then there's information right there to tell you about it. And for those who don't make London, we'll see you in Miami. We're going to be planning Miami again, our 24th anniversary coming up next June in South Beach. So I know you. I know one person that'll be there, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, of course, uh, we did the show from there this year, just like last year, and we look forward uh, to being there uh, next year as well. And, of course, uh, today is, is, is the, uh, of course, the um, first anniversary of Roland Martin Unfiltered. Uh, and I posted this early. You know, I love these people who who always, who somehow think that, uh, they're like, oh, you know, why are you doing this? And to get people to understand uh, and so I'm just going to show this graphic here. I was going to do it a little bit later, uh, just for people to understand in terms of what has happened. So uh, this, folks, is actually what we've done in the first year. Y'all can go to it. 100.7 million video views uh, across uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope, and 434,989,797 minutes of content viewed. Congratulations. Wow. That's what we had done just in the first year. So again, because Jen, Jeff, bottom line is, if you don't, uh, if you don't build it, uh, bottom line is, uh, you can't, you can't say it can't happen. But if you do build it, our folks will support it. We all, we always do. We never fail each other. Listen, send me something. Congratulations! Please send me something to post about this, this glorious first anniversary, brother. I'll text it to you. All right, man. Tell Nicole what's up. I appreciate it. Talk to you. Thanks a lot. All right. Go our panel here. This, I mean, what they're doing, I think, is, is critically important. But again, what what we are seeing is, like, I, I was on this conversation late last night, and uh, with someone who's in media, uh, but but this is not what this. It sort of fell into it, and I was I was trying to explain to her the power of media. First off, media is America's greatest export mm -hmm. in terms of our movies, in terms <clears throat> of television shows, in terms of music. News. And how the world 
looks at this country is defined by what is being exported out. And, and I tell people all the time, the reason I, like, like when I go after certain people who say stupid stuff on television, is because I understand the power of words and images and how they can completely frame a conversation. And I think what we are seeing now with the internet, what we're seeing now with streaming services, you, the gatekeepers who controlled this before, frankly, it's, they're, they're going crazy because they no longer can contain it. They, they, they no longer, whether it's a movie, whether it's music, whether it's uh, shows like this, it used to be they decided who got shows. They decided who were guests on shows. They decided what the news, uh, what the news was. Game, game has changed. Well, I think that with those different mediums comes a huge demand for content. And the content is what they can't control anymore. I get questions all the time in regard to this show. Uh, I've seen you on Roland Martin on Philip. Why is he doing that? You said that earlier. I, I get that, too, as a regular guest. And uh, I said, listen, you know, he controls his content. He controls the time, place. He gets the guests, so he controls all of that. Why not? He gets sponsors, too, if you will. And so instead of trying to be in mainstream network, you've done that already, right? But you've also created a platform for black voices, uh, whether they're lawyers, whether they're political commentators. You can look across the board and see who's on main networks and, and cable and who still come here, but they started off here and did a lot of work with you in black media. And I hate that term, black media, because all media is media. But I think the fact that the Internet and these social media platforms has helped our people, our, our communities, a great deal. And so you can't be controlled anymore unless you just want to be, which is if you want to wait for a deal with ABC or NBC or CNN, you could certainly do that and work that. But you got to be picked. And the odds of you being picked versus you doing your own show or doing your own commentary or blogging, and it can get out there worldwide, is very real. So you, why wait? Monique, you look at Justin Bieber. I saw the story the other day. I mean, th he didn't wait for a record deal. He was a YouTube sensation. Yeah. And all of a sudden, someone is like, okay, we got to sign him. And, and, that, and that, again, to me, is, is what is, is amazing because I think one of the things that has been very interesting over the last year, I, I, like, I, I really love jacking with the haters. Because, see, I've, I've had people who say, oh, that's nothing. We saw this video uh, that you had on YouTube and it had uh, 200 views. I'm like, well, you do know we live stream the one show eight times. And so I'm, I don't care about the one video. And then I, even people, of course, uh, were hating, saying, oh, well, well, your number's not real. I said, see, here's the beauty of YouTube, Periscope, and Facebook. The number is right there. Like it says in the left-hand corner, 8.4K views or 20,000 views or 200,000 views. I said, get a calculator. And so my deal is, if you want to see <clears throat> the numbers, feel free to go back and count yourself. And, and, the, but, and the thing is, trying to get them to understand, stop living by white validation. That somehow you are validated because you're on a network. Just like I've told people, you're not validated as an author if you sign a deal with HarperCollins. The moment you got a book and they got an ISBN number, <laughs> yo, it's an author. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If somebody pay you for your book, mm -hmm. you're an author. But so many people live by this need to be validated by somebody else that they, frankly, are allowing their talents to go wasted.
Yeah, and first of all, congratulations, Roland, on your one-year anniversary. I mean, I personally, just in watching the trajectory and the journey of your career, am inspired to do more. As I tell you privately, I want to say publicly, I mean, we need more <laughs> examples of this at people who just do what they do, you know? And for you, that has always been journalism. And, and it's who you are, it's what you do. And I think for all of us, we need to reach that. What hit me uh, in the interview is before it was like, you have free speech, but it doesn't matter if there's one megaphone and you got this one group of people who control that one megaphone. And so I can say whatever it is I'm gonna say, but if my voice can only reach the two people on the sides of me, then is my speech really free? Sure, I can say it. To me, YouTube, internet, mm -hmm. Digital platforms have leveled the playing field. There are no excuses. Your platform is in your phone. You know, so if there's anybody who wants to do good, if there's anybody who thinks they can sing, if there's anybody who wants to do a yes. startup, I'm watching people 23 years old who are in joint ventures that are garnering millions of dollars, and I'm like, mm -mm, nah, this, girl. This, no I excuses. Mean, <laughs> no excuses. Steven Soderbergh shot an entire Netflix film, Michael, with an iPhone 6 Plus, 7 Plus. The whole film. Yeah. Now, you got to learn how to use it, but, but he shot it with an iPhone 6 Plus and a 7 Plus. And again, it, and, and for, the, for the people who, and, and, it, and it kills me because I, I was talking with somebody and I, I use this example all the time when somebody's like, well, you, when you gonna get a real show? Here's what's interesting. <laughs> Fox Nation. Because just for y'all understand, when, we, when I launched it, people said, are you crazy? What are you doing? You can't do that. In the year, so first of all, when they canceled TV One, the announcement was early December 2017. Last show was, I think it was December 20th or something like that, okay? So that's when I said, we're going to overdrive. So this has really been from December 2017. We launched September 4th, 2018. There are people who were saying, what are you crazy? Are you doing it? Since we, I, since I announced I was launching this, Michael, Fox Nation has launched a streaming service. NBC has launched a streaming network. ABC has expanded their streaming network. Pluto got sold for $340 million. Cheddar got sold for $200 million, a post-cable network. Uh, all of these people, you look at uh, Disney is uh, uh, pulling their shows off of Netflix, launching their own streaming service to compete with, Net compete with Netflix. Warner Media pulled Friends off of Netflix launching their own streaming service. So it's interesting that all these other people, major companies, are launching streaming services, are launching news networks for this and for this, the folks are like, ah, oh, you really you shouldn't do that uh, because, you know, that, that just doesn't that's sound real. right. And I'm like, uh, what the hell you call that? And also, I gave you the number of, of the viewing. And folks, understand, we also do the audio podcast of this show. Here we go to my iPad. Uh, my man Keenan sent me this. And so even our podcast plays has been 455,928 since we launched. Mm -hmm. So you add that with the video views, you're talking about 105 million. Yep. Go ahead, Mike. Well, and I, it'll be interesting to see now that everyone has access to these platforms if the rules change. Because all, the rules always change when diversity enters into the marketplace. This is also why we fought net neutrality. Yes, correct. Yeah. And so we'll see what happens if we're still sitting here in a year 
um, and the FCC hasn't started coming down on streaming services. And so we'll see. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll stay open, but usually the rules change when people of color and diversity enter the marketplace. But well, let me also say this here, and this here's another graphic I'm going to go to, all right, which is not as large. Uh, can we go to my iPad? So uh, the number of people who actually joined our Bring the Funk fan club, uh, our target goal the first year was 20,000, uh, giving an average of five bucks. So we had 2,495. Now, let me unpack that. Um, the reason that's critically important because, again, you can't say, oh, man, it's great that we get to say what we want and we get to hear stories that we don't hear elsewhere and we get to hear voices that we don't hear elsewhere, but then how are you going to pay for it? The reality is, we as African Americans, we pay for a whole lot of stuff. White folks, Latinos, Asian, Native Americans spend money on a whole lot of stuff. The thing, though, is, what are we spending money on? And so when I asked for folks to join our Bring the Funk fan club, given an average of 50 bucks for a year, some people actually gave more than that. Some gave $100, $250, $1,000. Had a 92-year-old black woman who, and I'm going to pull up in a minute, who, when we before we launched, sent me a check for $500. She was 92 years old in Long Island, New York, and she said, uh, your voice matters. That comes out to folks $4.19 a month. That comes out to, uh, what, 13, 18 cents a day, whatever the number is. Now, now let, let me walk you through that. So this is what we've been able to do over the last year with a very small amount of money. We've done 220 original hours worth of shows. We've done more than 30 one-on-one -on -one interviews with folks like Spike Lee, Senator Doug Jones, and so many others. We've live-streamed more than 30 rallies, conferences, events that taken place over the course of a year. All independent, not corporate. Thankfully, I've, I've partners that have also been with us as well. So I'm saying that because we also have to support what we do. Black America would not have been able to get through Jim Crow without the Chicago Defender or the Pittsburgh Courier. If black people did not subscribe to those newspapers, they could not have sent folks to the theaters of war overseas, could not have sent people to investigate crimes of racism and discrimination all across the country. So the point I'm making is, if black folks in 1906, in 1910, 1920, could support black newspapers, then why don't we support black media? And that's why, Scott, I call it black media, mm -hmm. because the reality is, um, if we don't, again, I go back to the first black newspaper, Freedom's Journal, 1827. I know you work with NNPA. Yep. They said, quote, they wrote in the lead editorial, we wish to plead our own cause too long have others spoken for us. Right. And I get emails every day from people. Can you, my son is being railroaded. Can you investigate mm -hmm. this? I, I got an EOC complaint. People have no, I mean, we literally don't have staff who can follow up on these emails. Mm -hmm. And so... That's why, so when people sit at home and go, man, I love the show, but then you don't contribute in any way, what you're really saying is, right. somebody else, can y'all go ahead and pay for it, mm -hmm. but then when stuff, because here's the piece, we will never get canceled if right. we support us. Right. Like, I, there will never be a meeting where I get called into yes, where someone yes, says, um, we're, we're canceling <laughs> your show, because... I'm the one who calls that meeting. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to have to come on the air one day and say, yo, this is our last show. Mm -hmm. Well, the reality is, we have to have black folks who support black media 
Because if we say, I want it to happen, or I want to see us cover the 2020 election, I got people right now, some of y'all are saying, I want to see post-debate analysis. I want to see election night coverage. I want to see all of that. Well, guess what? It don't happen on its own. Car service gets paid for. Staff gets paid for. And so that's why it's important for us. We have to be in the habit of doing just like black people did with black newspapers. You have to subscribe in order for it to continue. Okay, so, so Roland, that begs one question. Yep. We, you still, your show was a morning show. We still need those shows, though. But they don't exist. There, are, they, eight, there, are, eight, there are eight, there are eight, there are eight networks, it's, cable and broadcast, that target, not? that target African Americans. Right. They do 1,344 combined hours of content a week. That's not one hour of news. Okay. Because here's why. Because Sheila Johnson talked about this when OWN was created. The advertisers have created this system where they say, we're going to fund what folks watch. It becomes self-fulfilling prophecy. So therefore, if I put on comedies or dramas or old sitcoms and you watch them in large numbers, and then I put on this news show over here, which is costly. Original which content. Original content. So let's say that news show is going to cost 3 to $4 million a year. Well, if I can't even break even on advertising, on that because of the numbers, I'm going to cancel it. Mm -hmm. And so, people used to get mad at Bob Johnson. Bob Johnson said the E and BT stands for entertainment. The reality is, people say, man, we need this. Yeah. The question is, will we support it with our eyeballs? And that has to happen. Yeah. On an absolutely unbelievable, fantastic, great day, we had about 125, 130,000 viewers for News One Now. Now, I argue that if they put the show in fringe primetime, 6 p.m., or even later, we could have a larger number, and I believe we, we could have. But again, that was a decision that programming makes. The beauty of what we do is, which is why we stream multiple times, we don't have that problem. Because I'm not, I, I'm not worried about, okay, it's coming up, because although we live at 6 p.m. Eastern, we restream at 10, 10 p.m., 2 a.m., 6 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 p.m. We restream twice a day, Saturday morning, Saturday evening, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and it's VOD, which means you can watch it on demand as well, and we have audio podcasts. Mm -hmm. And so we give you all of that, but still what has to happen is we don't have to worry about ratings. Right. The difference with us is if, if that number was... are your ratings. No, 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 but here's the point. Right. If that number was 50 million mm -hmm. and we had 20,000 subscribers... That's still no issue, and that's the point. If we still support it now, you're not you're you're not locked into. I gotta go get sponsors. I gotta go get advertisers. I got because your subscriber base says, "Do what y'all do, build it." We've got the money taken care of. Go ahead. Okay, but here's the deal, though. All righty, you make the case for these social media platforms, right? They're going to be more black networks. Eventually, let's say five, ten years, <laughs> yeah, it's concept, precept, whatever. They're going to be more networks. They're going to be, and, and the main networks and cable are going to still be there, too. If this platform that you're on is so good, right, at some point in time, somebody's going to come calling. Would you go back? Maybe, but here's a piece of stuff. You would. No, 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 no. Even I, I, with I, all I, this. I, Scott, you're wrong. Okay. See, because my history already proves you're wrong. Then what? I was on TV One. I got paid by TV One before CNN called. Okay. I was at the Chicago Defender. Mm -hmm. I was doing television when CNN called. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to leave the Chicago Defender. The problem was 
the black people who own the Chicago Defender said, we just want this to remain a small community newspaper. I'm like, that ain't my vision. That's why I left. Mm -hmm. I could have done... And this is why they later apologized to me because they said, man, that was dumb of us. Mm -hmm. The Chicago Defender could have had the only... They could have been the only black newspaper in America who had their managing editor, who was a commentator on network television, rep representing a black newspaper every single day. But they had... they With they, the they, logo. they had mm -hmm. short vision. Okay? Mm -hmm. They screwed that up. They made a profit. I was there three years. We made a profit my last two years. They hadn't made a profit in 20 years. They would have had a bigger profit. Now, when I was... So I joined CNN. I didn't leave TV1. Election night, 2008. I tell CNN, CNN, we want you on the air the whole night. I say, I'll be on the air all night, but I gotta leave twice to go do a hit for TV1. They literally said, what are you doing? You're gonna be seen in 200 countries. I said, yeah, but they paid me before y'all did. So, I never left black media. I had a meeting with John Klein, who was the president of CNN in 2000... Uh, in, uh, this was in 2009. We had lunch, and he said to me, he said, when you gonna stop doing this TV One stuff and Tom Jonah Morning Show mm -hmm. and all this other sort of stuff, and I said, when you gonna give me a five-day-a-week show? Then I might consider it. 2010, John Klein got fired. 2013, CNN did renew my contract. This is 2000... They did or did not? Did not. Okay. 2000, this is 2019, six years later. Mm -hmm. I'm still doing Tom Jonah. I did TV One for another four years, before my... Five years before my contract ended. Right. I'm still doing my speeches and my books. I would have been stupid to give up my black platform on the hope of a show one day on CNN. So, if a network calls, I'm gonna still do this because I own this. Now... If somebody then says, well, uh, we want to do something more expansive, then th you know what I'll then do? Okay, we're going to keep this here. i find me another host. I still own it. Mm -hmm. See, I, but see, the stupidest thing in the world is for us to let go of something that we control. Right. I had an interview with Winnie Mandela. CNN said, well, why don't you ask her this, this, and this? I said, why the hell y'all didn't have somebody else uh, ask the question? Mm -hmm. I said, I asked what the hell I wanted to ask. They said... Well, we're not going to run it. I said, all right, cool. John, give me the tape. I'm running my TV One show. Mm -hmm. see, so even though CNN... <laughs> right. See, even though CNN right. didn't, didn't want to run it, right. it still got on. Right. When Winnie Mandela died, we live-streamed yeah. the entire interview yeah. on Rolling Out Unfiltered, and we were down in Memphis for MLK 50. Right. Why? So, um, so if CNN had controlled the whole interview, my interview with Winnie Mandela would have never seen the light of day because somebody there in control said, it's not going to run. But because I control my own show, I said, I'm going to run it over here. That's why I will never let go of my Give own stuff yeah. because I'm not going to let somebody else tell me no. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, fine, no for you, yep. mm -hmm. but not no for me. Let me go ahead. So, Roland, I can't... And, and uh, Jack, I know, I'm coming to this guest next. Because <laughs> No, no, no. Because this guest ties into this topic. And so just give me five more minutes. Money, go. What can we do, though, to, to get the message to people who may be watching now about putting your money where your mouth is in terms of what you say you value. Because when the 1619 Project came out last week, who was it that that um, was running it? She, uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones. She put a tweet out just amazed at the people who were complaining about it not being free. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 
jokers. <laughs> right. The, the... Are you kidding right. me? You pay for a newspaper paper, and they manage to get this body of work done. Something that ain't been done. I mean, and and but, but... And, and you don't want to pay for it. You you watch CNN or whoever. You pay a cable subscription. You pay money every month for that. These nails cost money. That's this the... hair costs money. We know, we know the value, you, and you stay clean. So, you, you know, Scott, no, we all know. <laughs> the, and it's, and we're not, and it's not, y'all don't hate them. I'm not saying, st girl, no, get your, check your hair, get that right. right. Keep the nails right. I'm not advocating against it. I'm saying that this is a much smaller amount that can provide education, information, will have your back when you need it in your community, will cover the stories about the stuff that's going on in your community. How do we get the message out to value well, First it? of all, I just think, first of all, we got to keep saying it. It's, it's repetition. Uh, today, I've literally sent text messages to about 30 or 40 entertainers who probably collectively in their platforms exceed 75 million, mm -hmm. saying this is our first anniversary. I've already put together, curated four tweets. You can just copy and paste. Here's an image. Share with your platforms. Now, the question is, mm. will they? Yep. See, and cause here's it. There's, there's no cost. Yeah. There's no... And that, people hit me all the time. Hey, Roland, can you share this? There's no cost to me to hit retweet. Yeah. There's no cost for me to go copy, paste. Here's a photo. Click. It goes out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The question is... Do we see that, and do we practice that? And that's the, that's the real thing, I think, Michael, when we talk about... Because even to your point about the New York Times, and that's great with 1619 Project, and I'm not dissing it, but that ain't black media. Right. That ain't going to black folks. All I'm saying is that's an amazing package put together, but I told y'all, we did 220 hours of Daily Show. Yeah. Throw in the 30 to 40 one-hour interviews. Throw in the rallies we covered. If I tabulate, and I'm going to have my guy tabulate, Keenan's probably going to go crazy. I will dare say we did 400-plus hours of black targeted content. Mm -hmm. There we And there's no black network that can compare. And I dare say, on the news side, there's no black website. The Root, BT.com, Media Takeout, go down the line, it did black news. I'm not talking about entertainment. And that's, I think, what people have to understand. Michael, final comment before I go to my next yeah. guest, because this ties into it. I'm, I'm going to co-sign for what Monique and Scott said, and frankly, what you said. I know Jay has uh, your guest on hold, so I'm just going to tell you, you're a pioneer, and, uh, and congratulations, and to have the courage when the other folks do come at you to say, I'm going to keep my other stuff. That, and that's what I think is... If, when you teach your class in communications or media, you need to tell young folks, hold on to your own thing that you own. Which is also why many of those networks <laughs> don't call me. See, I need people to understand. Because <laughs> I see some, I need some of y'all to understand. Unbought. Because literally, I had somebody who told me, I had a very influential <laughs> person, black person media say, Roland, you know you got lots of enemies in mainstream. Because I understand the power of controlling your narrative. Yep. And I've never allowed somebody else to say, we're going to pay you X amount, will you leave? <laughs> nope. Because there will come a day when they say, 
nah, we're not gonna run that story. And I'm just sorry. I am just not going to ask somebody that don't look like me, can I go cover the Image Awards? Can I go cover American Black Film Festival? Can I go cover MOK 50? Do y'all understand? That wasn't a single cable news show yeah. that was in Memphis that broadcast their show. Unless the whole did the newscast from there, we were there Monday through Thursday. They were only there that, that anniversary date. What I'm trying to say is, this show matters because we don't have to ask anybody else, can we? If the funds were there, we'd be on a plane in the Bahamas. We would do our show from St. Thomas. We would do our show from, uh, from African nations. We have to understand black newspapers, Robert Abbott, The Defender, uh, A.I. Scott, Land Daily World, they own the papers and they determine what they covered, which is why we celebrate them today. We should not talk about black media only in terms of the past. We should be talking about today and the future going. So trust me, the vision ain't just having just me having a show. The vision is literally building a digital network with multiple daily and weekly shows, with interstitials, with other reports. Oh, I have a list right now, y'all, of 25 people who I will call in a heartbeat to do that. But you got to have a successful one before you go to two. And speaking of that, uh, our next guest talks about this whole issue of how to begin to close the economic gap and teach young people about <laughs> building wealth. The People's Alliance for Justice is partnered with Nick Cannon to sponsor a seminar on taking charge of your future. Joining me right now is Reverend Shane Harris, founder and president of the People's Alliance for Justice. Uh, and Shane, I wanted to have that conversation because, again, it, it does till right into exactly what you're doing, getting people yeah. to understand if we have the intellect and we know how to use the technology... Why are we asking somebody else for permission? Right. And you, you raise a really good point, uh, Roland. First and foremost, let me say congratulations on your one year. And uh, it's good to actually be on uh, on this one year uh, anniversary. It's an honor and a privilege. And uh, I appreciate you for being the one of the few who actually gave me a voice to start. I, I started, uh, in fact, during the Alfred Alongo shooting, uh, having the opportunity to come on this show and talk about uh, how California was leading the nation in police shootings. So, Shirley, I'm, I'm thankful to uh, be here. And, and, and let me say this, uh, the People's Alliance for Justice is a, a new national civil rights organization that, that we've birthed. You know, I, I was uh, proud and honored to be trained up by some of the best, Reverend Sharpton, uh, uh, you know, as a mentor and someone who really uh, sort of taught me the real, uh, it was my training ground in, at National Action Network and really understanding how organizing works, um, uh, which is a whole nother level of, of, of really getting our issues forth and really organizing around them. And so the People's Alliance for Justice uh, now, uh, which I founded uh, here in California, we're headquartered out of San Diego. We have chapters across the state and coming into Atlanta and Dallas and Phoenix, Arizona. Um, the People's Alliance for Justice, we're having our national headquarters opening um, here in San Diego, and we're honored to have our good friend and partner, Nick Cannon, who is a San Diego native, and, and he's joining me on this endeavor for, for a few reasons. One, he's coming to uh, make it clear that, you know, he he and others are behind this, uh, this movement of the people, uh, you know, and that he's behind this movement with the People's Alliance for Justice, and he's behind me. Uh, but he also is coming because he wants to ensure that we, uh, you know, are really discussing what must be done. 400 years um, since the first slaves uh, were dropped off in Virginia from Africa, 
Um, and, and let us be very clear, this moment um, of the 1619 Project, which Nick is, uh, uh, you know, proud uh, supporter of with the, um, you know, with the, with the movement that he's pushing across the country and the commission um, on, 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 you know, reparations and some of the uh, dialogue that he's having across the country, he is really trying to raise the fact that exactly what you just said, that we must own our own again, that we must bring young people up understanding that we can own our own and we can be in full control and charge of what, what we're saying and what we're doing. And so we're going to be having a discussion at this national headquarters opening about economic empowerment. We're going to be talking about how young people can get their business startups. And, and even he's even looking into ways that he can partner with us to fund young people that are looking to start their businesses. So we're going to be having real discussion around 400 years after the first slaves were dropped off, how we can get back to owning, our, uh, uh, you know, having our own, having our own radio shows, having our own television, having our own, um, you know, our own company, our own hairstyle, our own, you know, our own um, restaurant. And really coming into our own is what, what this event is all about. We're really excited about it. Uh, where can people get more information? People can go to peoplesallianceforjustice.net. There they can find out exactly what we're doing. They click on the top of the page. They can register for this event. This event is open to the public. Uh, we know that some are coming even from across the country. We're expecting many from across California uh, to cut this ribbon with us. And, and if they want to know more about the People's Alliance for Justice, they can go to peoplesallianceforjustice.net. Our mission is solely this, Roland. The People's Alliance for Justice is a national civil rights organization founded to keep Dr. Martin Luther King's dream alive by taking direct action with a balanced standard of justice for all, no matter what race, gender, criminal record, sexuality, or citizenship. Uh, we are on the move. We've got the first national initiative as a civil rights organization around foster care called Every Child Heard. And so if people want to know more about what the initiatives and the things we're going to be taking on nationally and how this event, um, you know, brings forth what we're going to be doing, they can go to People's Alliance for Justice. Net, where we're looking to plant chapters in your city, wherever you are, uh, because we understand that this work is critical and we must keep this movement going. Uh, it cannot end with the civil rights leaders before us or those before us. We must be the ones uh, to take up the mantle and keep this movement going. And so uh, you're seeing it across the country, leaders coming behind leaders, leaders being raised up by leaders, taking leadership. And, uh, and so... We're, we're really excited about this endeavor and really appreciative of Nick Cannon uh, partnering with us. All right, then. Uh, well, Shane, we're sure appreciative, man. Thank you so very much, and good luck with it. Thank you. All right, folks. Uh, tomorrow on the show, I'm going to play for you. Uh, when we were at Operation uh, Global Hope Forum uh, last year, uh, T.I., there was a panel with uh, uh, John Bryant, uh, T.I., uh, Emmanuel Lewis, uh, Chris Tucker, uh, and a couple other folks. And there was something that T.I. said. He said, we have to monetize our culture. And you heard me mention Black Panther. And uh, there's, look, uh, phenomenal film. But the reality is Disney made that billion dollars. Yes, African-Americans directed it, were in it, people start in it. Why am I making that point? Because America, let me just, just, just so, because this really hit me when I was watching uh, the Sam Cooke documentary on Netflix, which was an amazing documentary. Here you had uh, a, 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 a leech of an agent who stole Sam Cooke's music that he produced.
So first of all, we were stolen from the motherland, shipped to America, till the soil, build the country for no money. Freed, given no land. 92 years of Jim Crow denied opportunities. Still fighting for full freedom in America. Then you had our, what was our most basic core talent? Music, singing. Folks stole the music rights from our singers. Now we see documentaries and movies on those same people not being made by us. Yeah. <laughs> Some of y'all gonna get that in a second. <laughs> so I'm watching this and I'm saying, well, why in the hell we can't make a documentary yeah. about Sam Cooke? The BBC, an amazing documentary on uh, Teddy Pendergrass that aired on Showtime. The BBC. Yeah. What I'm saying is we have to create, as T.I. said, we have to monetize our own culture. There are amazing stories worthy of doing documentaries. I got two that are off the chain, and it's just a matter of somebody saying, let's do it. But this also requires black folks to collaborate. So just so y'all understand, I've met with nearly every major black media company over the last year. Has any one of them wanted to partner? No. You can't have black folks who are living in these silos because we don't have big enough scale. You got to be able to have scale. But it's also understanding, to Monique's point, how do we get people to also understand the power of giving? I have 2.4 million, million social media followers. Forget 10%. If only 5%, I don't want to put this in perspective, if only 5% of my social media followers actually gave 50 bucks, that's it, 50 bucks each, that would fund this show for the next six years. I didn't say six months. I said six years. Trying to get us to understand what that means. That means creating more shows, creating something larger. There's no reason in the world we should be doing, shouldn't be doing not 100 million views in a year. Mm -hmm. Imagine having five or six other shows, and now we're doing four and five and 600 million views in a year. Now you have more shows, more voices. Now you have an opportunity. Shane talked about young people. I'm 50. I will challenge any millennial when it comes to understanding technology. Come on. <laughs> because, see, I'm not, I haven't stopped learning. Yeah. We must understand. Trust me, my nieces will tell you when they come to me, Uncle Roro, I don't know what's happening. Can you fix this? <laughs> because learning doesn't stop when you get older. What I need you to understand is this here. You can say, man, uh, can't you let it go? Answer is no. Because <laughs> I told you what my greatest fear is. My greatest fear, with us being 24 years away from America becoming a nation majority of people of color, that at the current trajectory downward, black America will not be in control of our narrative. We will be asking somebody else to cover us. We'll be asking somebody else, can you please write about us? or do an audio podcast, or do a video. That should never be the case. We have to control <laughs> our own destiny and monetize our own culture. So, uh, we got, again, the number's 2,495. You should be one of our fan club members. You should join. Look at the numbers again, right here. Pa um, right here, 2,495 members, right here. We look at how many followers we got on Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, Instagram. 
right here, 455,000 people listen to our podcast. Right here, total views, 100.7 million, 400, almost 435 million minutes. Go to rollermarkunfiltered.com. Join our Bring the Funk fan club because we got some great stuff. We want to be on the road in 2020. I've got several presidential candidates who've already committed to doing a black male-only town hall. Mm. Who else is doing that? <laughs> I've got two who've already committed. I'm talking to the top six. I've already connected with all six of them. What I'm trying to let you know is that it only happens when you control it. Because here's the deal. I don't need MSNBC or CNN to do it. I own my own cameras. I own my own live streaming equipment. I have my staff. I don't have to ask anybody, can y'all help us do this? Y'all, we can literally do this ourselves. We don't have to ask somebody else for permission. But if we don't support it, no, that can happen. Again, I want to thank all of you for supporting us over the last year. I want to thank our panel. Great conversation today. Uh, I'll see you guys oh, tomorrow. Crazy white people. Uh, no, I push it off for tomorrow. <laughs> Trust me, it's enough of them. If I, I can do it every day. Fan club. Does First that mean of all, I own the show? The fact, the fact that you keep saying "if I give" means you have <laughs> not given in the past year. So you really, really didn't want to who's open that can of. You who's your op- largest You did not giver? open. Who's my largest giver? Your largest giver. I'll tell you right now. National. The national. Now let me also say this. Year, I'll give them a shout out. Okay. A National Coalition on Black Civic Participation, Melody, mm-hmm. Melody Campbell's mm-hmm. group. Out of all other civil rights groups, mm-hmm. they give us $1,000 a month. Really? Wow. What's your largest individual giver? $1,000 a month. Okay, your largest that's, individual. That's, that's what they give us as well. Who's your largest that individual person doesn't want to be. That person doesn't want to be uh, mentioned. So it's, uh, it's confidential or it's yeah. uh, anonymous. Yeah, it's but, anonymous. It's, but it's, okay. it's $1,000 a month. That individual too? It's a, that individual $1,000 a month. So why, are you trying to beat that? I'm, I'm thinking about it. You made a it's great been, case. It's been taking right you 365 there. days. <laughs> well, I feel as a guest that perhaps I'd be conflicted if I gave money because it may affect my commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Need your ass. See, that's the difference, right? That's the difference right there between a kappa and an alpha. That's right there. Uh, that's right there. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to give a shout-out on my sugar slide uh, of our partners who've actually helped us. And again, AFSCME. Uh, again, matter of fact, you said AFSCME. Uh, uh-huh. Everybody, they've been our uh, biggest donor. AFSCME, uh, they came in. They were the first. Uh-huh. Uh, I talked to them on the last day of News 1 now. <clears throat> they, they 24 hours later, they were in as our first sponsor. Uh, but Lee Saunders being an alpha. That's what happens when alpha step up. Oh, it would be right. great if a cow did that. But they haven't. It hasn't happened. Four. It hasn't. You said it would be brilliant. Oh, it would you know, be you brilliant. know what that's called? That's called fictitious thinking. No. All right, y'all. I see you got... I'm, Scott, Scott. Scott you, would you Scott. stop talking about the nukes if I give a $1,000, $1,001 every month? You haven't done it. But if I did, would you stop talking about You haven't about done cannabis? it. No. Would you, would you, you have a cane? If Could you, I give you a cane? Here's the deal. If you do 2000 a month, I'll stop talking about y'all for at least six months. <laughs> That's not good, though. That means you're you're a weak negotiator. All right, y'all. I'll see you guys tomorrow right here. Roller Martin Unfiltered. Holla!
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.